Hello, this is Pete Rizzo, president of Checkbook IRA. And today we have with us the founder of Checkbook IRA, Retirement Guardians and IRA Valuations, Steve Shepard. And we're going to be talking about investing in real estate with your IRA and solo 401k or any other retirement vehicle that you want to use. Kind of the ins and outs, what to look for. Good morning, Steve. Well, good morning, Peter. Thanks for having me on. And you know, I guess to you know to get started, to get started, yeah, you know, just you want to give a little background to everybody about your real estate expertise because I know that you know you would flip a lot of homes and have done a lot of things in the real estate arena before you got involved with Checkbook IRA. Well, what happened? The the very first deal I ever did, I went to buy a, a terrible, terrible investment, and the realtor that was going to sell it to me uh, took mercy on me, and he said, "You don't want to do this." Uh, I was pretty young. And uh, it took me to a lot better property, and we did a joint venture together. We lived there. He, uh, we made the house payment. He put up most of the money, and we ended up flipping it and made some money. And along the way, he taught me so much about you know finance and properties, and and doing joint ventures, and being creative, and thinking outside the box. And so I kind of filed that away for a few years. And um, you, obviously, people know my son Jordan. Uh, when Jordan and Alicia, or my son and daughter, when they get hit about 14, uh, I wanted to have them be a little bit more involved in real estate. So we started buying these older houses, and um, we'd fix them up, carry some carry back paper. You know, we'd get the client finance for. Um, they were all first time home buyers, but we'd go in and do the remodel. And we ended up doing 50 houses. So we we learned a lot about creative finance and all of that, and. That's actually where um, both my son and daughter got got involved in business. And now, as uh, as you know, you know Jordan is um, you know the CEO, and Alicia runs the back office and so forth. But uh, anyway, so I, I've done an awful lot of houses, and um, you know the the IRA can be uh, can be a very value, valuable tool if it's you know if it's put together correctly. Sure. Why? You know, because every day you know when you've talked to people, we. I talk to people, they always, they're talking about investing in real estate. It's one of the things they want to do with their IRA. Why is real estate such a good investment? Because, you know, you can't take the depreciation with the IRA. That's one of the things, but people seem to really gra gravitate towards real estate with their IRAs lately. Well, you know, with, with real estate, well, first of all, with your IRA, if you're, if you're going to get income that is going to be treated normally, as ordinary income, uh, then the IRA is great because that's how all your income is treated with your IRA when you eventually take it out. If it's long-term, you've got capital gains and there can be a disadvantage with the IRA if, uh, but, but really what happens there is most people don't have enough money to actually go out and do investing. And all of a sudden they look around and they go, man, I've got $200,000 sitting over here at a, at a big, you know, big name accounting firm, and it's in, you know, uh, you know, stocks or whatever, and uh, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, their eyes kind of light up and go, "Huh, that's a source for for doing what I want to do." And they look around and they see real estate going up. Uh, maybe they want to buy. I'm I'm dealing right now with a distribution. A guy bought a lot next door, so no one could build next to him, and as long as he didn't use that lot that that was fine but now that he's getting ready to retire we're distributing that lot to him so he can 
do what he wants to do with it. And, you know, he used his IRA money to do it with. So, you know, um, that, that's, that's the main source is all of a sudden there's money there that they could have control over. Um, of course, they have to learn about that control, don't they? Oh, they sure do. Because, I mean, one thing that you know, I hear a lot of people talk about is they invest in the stock market or they invest in something and it goes down. And that's all they have. The only thing that they're really getting, they're not investing for dividends, they're investing for the appreciation of the stock. And, you know, now all of a sudden it goes down and they don't have anything. Where real estate, they keep collecting rents, they collect payments on notes, they collect, you know, whatever it might be. And even if the value has gone down, they still, you know, they still have some income coming in. And they still have something that's going to be there. Well, and that's, that's really true. And, and one of the other real reasons people like to do the checkbook IRA, and, and there's an awful lot of people that do real estate, they do other things as well. It depends on what your area of expertise is. But it's so nice to invest in something that you actually know and understand. I may not know and understand an area that you're familiar with, but I have my areas. And so I, I think Enron was a real, real. Lesson. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a, you know, and, and, and the reason being is, you know, first of all, uh, you know, there's some in, famous investors say, if you can't explain to me in 30 seconds what your company does that you're investing in, you're in the wrong deal. Well, no one really knew what they were doing, but then all the experts said they were, and they got faked out because they were cooking the books. So a lot of times it's just hard to really look at something and say, I'm going to put my money in that. And it's your hard earned retirement funds. You know, there's not a replacement program for you. You're not a big corporation. that's going to get a bailout. So if you make a mistake, you really take it on the chin, but to be able to take your retirement funds and do something that you're really familiar with. I mean, I have cattle men that know cattle. They understand cattle. They know the risk. They buy and sell cattle or they buy and sell uh, uh, timber or, you know, used car dealers will carry the paper on a car and they'll pick the car and the client before they'll involve their money. So having that control is really fabulous. And of course it carries over into real estate. One of my uh, clients, I met him actually on the golf course. He was a very successful builder and now he's retired. He's got this big chunk of money. By the time we made the turn at nine holes, he was sold. He took his money, put it in a, in a checkbook IRA, and now he's doing joint ventures and little short-term bridge loans with other builders and, and with um, people that maybe their credit's perfect, but they've got to sell their house, they've got an offer, and the other house is going to get away. Man, they can jump in and make a few points just, you know, so that's an area that he knows. So that's, that's really something you guys do a good job is giving them control to get into an area that they know about and they feel comfortable with. Well, and that's, and that's one of the keys with it, especially with, you know, real estate, you, you kind of had a pearl there, a real pearl of wisdom, Steve, that I, you, you kind of breezed by and I like that. And it's going to be a, I'm going to work that into something, but explain to me in 30 seconds what your company does. Now that is good. That's a good, you know, that's a, something I haven't heard before. Yeah, I, I really liked it. And, and another lesson that I learned in, in investing, and it saved me a lot of money once I learned it, and it's don't invest and in, be very, very wary of investing in someone else's dream. Because they'll give you all the upside and, and they have their rose colored glasses on, you get caught up in it. 
And then, you know, later on, they'll hang on to that dream when it's long gone, you know, so be wary of that. So that's part of the, the um, uh, you know, getting your hands on your own retirement. You know, you need to have some mentors. You need to pay attention. It needs to be set up correctly. You know, you don't go down to your attorney, you know, and, and just have them do it. It needs to be done right. And, you know, the key with what you guys do, the checkbook IRA, uh, and the solo 401k is that you can make your move without dealing with a custodian. You've already dealt with the custodian. You've already gotten permission from the custodian. Um, and you have it with you in the form of an operating agreement or in the form of a solo K where you are actually the trustee. And that allows you, you're still within the guidelines, but it's kind of like in the, uh, in the real estate field, people have probably heard of limited power of attorneys. Guy goes on a vacation, he may get an, an offer on his house, he leaves his buddy a limited power of attorney, and it says that he can do you know, certain things that are limited for a certain limited amount of time. So you can put all kinds of limitations. The operating agreement is, in a sense, is that way. It says, look, you have the authority to do whatever you wanna do, as long as it stays within these guidelines. Do you agree? Yes, I do. You sign it, they sign it, and you're done. You don't have to call them. And there's been many a time that I have made out of those 50 houses that I made a smoking deal because when I caught the guy and he was talking about getting out, that I, I was able to just you know listen to him and say, oh, ain't it awful, and then be able to reach in my pocket and say, hey, We'll, we'll do a deal right now. Let's go to the title company right now and I will put a big old fat deposit on this thing and let's, let's open title right now. And you have that ability with your IRA and I'll tell you, uh, you'll add to your bottom line by being able to shave, uh, shave that money off of there by being able to act quickly. That's a, great, that's a great point because it got to the I know in Florida during their last crisis, it got to the point where they will not, you know, the REO companies, the companies that had all the foreclosures, they wouldn't accept purchase agreements if people were going to use a self-directed IRA unless it was a checkbook IRA, because it would take so long to get through the approval process. And then sometimes they didn't get approved and the foreclosure had been off the market for 60 or 90 days. Um, it's a, uh, being able to act quickly, it's surprising how much money you can save. And you're not taking advantage of the seller. What you're doing is you're helping the seller out because they know at that minute what they're selling their house for. And how well, much and that's true. And, yeah, and how many people have really been disappointed? Oh, I'm pre-approved, dude. You know, and, oh. uh, you know, that, that sort of thing. So you, you being able to, one of the things that I used to do is I used to print off a copy of my uh, balance or my, um, uh, statement from my checkbook and I put it right in my checkbook and I pull that thing out. I whip it out of there. It might be a couple hundred thousand in there and say, yeah. look, well, we're, we're going to do this deal and you need 80,000 right now, right there. I got the money. Let's go. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to give you the 80. I'm going to give you 72 five, but I'll give it to you right now. Yeah. And that's the, you know, you, again, you're, they don't have to say yes, or they don't have to say no, but it does give you that ability. And, and I think what clients need to understand is uh, when they say self-directed IRA, uh, you got to be careful out there with custodians because there are custodians out there and some are better than others. Some are, some are nightmares, frankly, but some of them, are, you know, they, they try to do a good job. 
But what they mean is you get to say, yeah, I want to buy that property. Okay, you're self-directed. But the problem is, it's like dealing with the post office. You got a whole line of command of people and this guy's got to sign off and that guy's got to sign off and, you know, COVID and somebody's out because they're, you know, they're, we just had a, a client that, you know, their, their person is out, uh, just became pregnant. And so you got to chase them down. They got to uh, train somebody. So you have all kinds of issues, but truly with the checkbook IRA, you have everything in your back pocket to act. So that's, right. that's a real advantage there. Yeah, and, and it too, I mean, we've seen, we have horror stories every day about people trying to move out property into a checkbook IRA they've had in a self-directed account. Um, so you have to be really careful getting into it. If you, you know, you mentioned one thing as we talked earlier about, you know, learning a lot from a realtor that you, you know, were dealing with. You know, what's your, what do you believe is the importance of having a team around you whether it be a realtor, a contractor, or what have you, to, sure, sure. as you're moving I, forward to be successful. Yeah, and I can't stress that enough. Uh, when we did the 50 houses, I got to say the first 10 were it was a, just a gigantic mess. I mean, it really was. I tried to do everything, and I was breaking in people. We tried to do, I, I remember one time we replaced a bathtub. And Jordan helped me. And I mean, we had to tear the freaking wall out and get it out through the window. And it was a nightmare. I had to haul it off to the dump. It was one of those old ones that weighed about 500 pounds. Oh, the old cast iron ones, probably. Oh, right? my <laughs> God. And then, you know, then the, the plumbing had been in there forever. So, you know, half the stuff broke. And, we, oh, it was just it was just a disaster. And later, I found a guy. He was a retired cop. Or not retired. He, he was a cop. And he worked nights. Um and he would come by and for back then, this has been 20 years ago, but yeah. back then it was $105. He would shoot that bathtub. He'd go in and tape everything off, clean it. He'd, he'd patch the little cracks and he would shoot it. And I mean, it was brand new. And, and that was it, $110. And it was done in like a day and a half, you know. So there, there's one big fat check mark that I was able to put in. Uh, having a realtor, I had a realtor that was fabulous that, she would, whenever stuff would come on the market, man, she would call me and I'd meet her there. And, and, and anyway, and I had a great title company that they would do closings. And if I bought a, a thing, they called it uh, an open end closing and they would leave it open so that when I flipped it, I wouldn't get as big a charge. But most important, I'll give you a quick story. One time yeah. a guy was losing the place and, and I literally bought this house for $1,000. Now, later, I only sold it for $10,000, but I bought it for $1,000. And the reason being, the guy was just upside down. And he said, I've got a girlfriend that's on the title. She hates my guts. She's pregnant <laughs> with a guy. She works over at this place. And I haven't seen her. And she'll never sign. And, and you know what I did? I got the title gal. I gave her a $100 bill on her lunch hour. She took a quick claim deed down there because she was a notary. She met the gal, waved a hundred bucks in front of her nose and said, and, and you know what? She signed it and I got the house. So I couldn't have done that, walked into any title company. I, I was in tight with these people because I tried to steer all the business to them. So I can't stress enough to have really good people. Don't believe what they say, believe what they do. You know, you know, judge them by their and the best piece of advice I can give is find somebody that's doing what you want to do. Go join to them. Maybe you furnish the money on a few deals. 
you know, and let them use their crew and then learn. But don't jump in there because you could get your head handed to you. Well, that's smart. And one of the things, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to invest in real estate. One of them is finding somebody that, you know, a lot of people, they, they don't have the cash to maybe do the flip. I know I've invested in a few where I've gone and supplied the money, the builder, the handyman, he supplied all the expertise and we made a nice little profit on it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, but I, I've learned too, you know, and you know, you meet good subs. Um, it's just uh it's a more complicated business than the home, the home network shows it to be. Uh, right. That, right. And, you know, and I think that's, you know, then you see people making mistakes, any common mistakes people make your clients throughout the years when they've been investing in real estate? Well, you, you know, uh, what, what you have, <laughs> uh, I use myself as an example. The first house that I bought out of these 50, they were little, little track homes. They called them Sears houses. They're not very big. And I went in and I fixed that house up like I would if I lived there. And man, I did all kinds of stuff. And I'll tell you, the first person that walked in, they walked right in, they looked around and they took it. They didn't even look at half of the stuff that I did. And I, yeah. I realized that, wait a minute, you're, you're not selling to yourself. Know your market. Know the people you're, you're looking to sell to. Uh, because what you may think is important may not be important. And for example, I, when I would buy a place, a lot of times I would get it all painted and get it really, really nice. But the nicer the house, the less likely I was to put in carpet. What I would do is I would give them a really nice carpet allowance. I'd have somebody lined up. But you know what? Nothing's more discouraging to have somebody walk in. You just put carpet in. The person goes, yeah. oh, man, I was going to put in hardwood floors or a different color. or what? That won't go with my couch, you know. Well, why even do it, you know? That's why? a great point. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's an excellent, excellent point because – and especially the more expensive the house gets, the more specific people get with their tastes. That's exactly right. And the, the ones that I had, I mean, they were just happy it had carpet, you know. Yeah. Because so, it was a lower end and it was their first home. And that's why, you know. But, <clears throat> you know, I have a house now that I will probably be selling. In, uh, and, and the carpet is, it's okay. You know, it's got, it's been, somebody's been there for 10 years and they've kept it clean. But it's got some wear and tear. Well, I'm not putting new carpet in there. You know, I mean, if that house is empty, I'll tear the carpet completely out, paint the floor white, and no. then just, that'll be one of the top uh, uh, notes on the deal. You know, carpet allowance for whatever, four grand or something. You know, now, you know, Steve, will you call my wife Rainy up and tell her that? Because <laughs> that's exact. I've tried to tell her that she wants to recarpet her house before we sell it. Yeah. And I says, no, let's just give somebody an allowance. And exactly. Yep. <laughs> because yeah. invariably our taste will not be what somebody else's is. Well, and there's another side to it, Pete. Um, you, you know, uh, you being an old realtor, you know that you've got the house sold when the wife looks around and goes, you know, the couch would look really good right there. You, you know, yep. when they start moving in furniture, you know that you're getting close to getting the deal. Well, you know what? They get to have a little bit of ownership when they put their own carpet. Right. You know, I mean, they, they're, there's it's just not moving in Joe's old house they're moving in and they're getting to to actually start to do a little bit so there's several other advantages besides you're not having the hassle you don't have to and and again it's just one less thing you have to deal with right just, well, and it's also too I mean you have a I know you have a saying about change all the touchables 
you yeah. know, the, and that's just another thing that, you know, somebody might want hardwood floors rather than, rather than carpeting, you know, shag carpeting is coming back. My God. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you know, there's so many choices. I mean, good grief, you know, why, why not just leave it up to them? And, um, and that does work out good. And yeah, just in final, the, the touchables, that, that would be one thing we always did. Every door handle, every light switch, uh, obviously, the, the, we always replace the toilets, always put brand new toilets in. Um, and, you know, sinks and then the faucets. It's really not that expensive. Um, and it just... I don't know. Once you paint everything, you throw all that new in it, everything looks good. So um, that was just something we did. Of course, these were little houses. Didn't wasn't like they had five bathrooms or something to eat. But it, yeah, but it still it, it it gives it that sense of newness, even though yeah, it was old. And, and and that was the thing too. The people that moved in these, they'd been renters their whole life, and they'd seen plenty of light switches painted over. You know, yeah. so to have stuff that was brand new. Uh, we, we jerked the doors off and, and I found a guy that would go in and for hardly anything, he would do all the work and put brand new doors in. So we would get doors and stain them. So instead of them being, you know, painted. So anyway, we kind of had it figured, but, uh, okay. uh, well, that's great. Well, well, Steve, I really thank you for your time today. Yeah, and, you're welcome. You're welcome. And, it's, you know, giving, you know, people that are listening some tips. And I know you've got a new company you're working with, IRA Valuations. That I'll just say something real quick there. And I knew you would. I knew you would. I let into it for you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, you, you know, one of the things is when you take your money out of your IRA, you have to pay tax on it. And, you know, the advantage is hopefully by then or not, whatever, hopefully. But normally by then, you're, you know, instead of making, you know, 100000 a year, you're making maybe fifty, or instead of, you know, your income's down. But one of the things we've discovered is there's some uh, there's some strategies that the estate planners have used for a long time that we're using now with the uh, IRAs. And basically, when we do a distribution, uh, either we can distribute in kind the property or what we do is we take the LLC itself and um, and throw whatever property you want or, or whatever assets you want to take out and we distribute that. And because of the restrictions on the LLC that are there because the LLC is owned by a, a plan, you know, so you, you can't live in the asset or you can't, you know, certain things you can't do. Uh, the IRS will allow us a certain amount of di um, discount, say, well, you know, you can, you, you, you have those restrictions so the price can come down a little bit. And so what happens is you can take like $100,000 worth of property out and maybe only pay tax on say 65,000, even though you get the whole property back out. So, uh, um, that's quite a savings. Yeah, it, well, it, it can be. I mean, I, I have a client right now. He's a, you guys would all know who he is. He's a famous movie, uh, uh, works with a famous movie, you know, producer and company and, and you'd know all these movies. He has a, a house that he bought, uh, on the lake and he's Airbnb'd it for like five or six years, you know, cause he can't live in it. He can't use it, but he bought it cheap, you know, five or six years ago and he's distributing it. And, uh, you know, the, the house is like now, I mean, Hey, he's movie stars, not like you and me, but $700,000 a house. Well, you knock off 35% of that. That's quite a savings. Yeah. And also don't forget you're dropping, 
tax brackets too. So instead of being maybe at a 25, you might drop to a 21 or whatever. So there's some real advantages there. So it was a hand in glove. Um, and we also do valuations if you're, if you're uh, gonna convert to a Roth or if you're gonna take, close it down. Um, or sometimes some of your custodians want an annual valuation on the different assets and they're kind of wanting that a little bit more. So, so anyway, yes. um, yeah, somebody wants to talk to you more about that. How do they get a hold of you for that? Um, we have a website. It's called, it's real simple. IRAvaluations.com. Super. All right. Well, Hey Steve, thank you very much for your time today and look forward to talking to you more about this in the future. You bet. Okay. Thank you, Pete. Bye.